Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned her into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? Yeah. Shot an arrow into my ass. <laughs> hmm? Put an arrow Welcome, everybody, to Zooting Out. <laughs> I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Frank Bonaggi. Johan Gambleputin. De Bon. Ausfirm. Splendenschlit. Kraskrenbon. Friedegedangle Dungle Barstein von. Neckthrescher. Applebanger. Horowitz. Tickelensick. Grandenotti. Speltitel. Grandlisch. Grundwaldner. Speltewasser. Kerstlich. Imbel. Eisenbahnwagen. Guten Abend. Bitte. Eine Nürnberger Bratwurzel. Gespürt mit zwei Marke Lube. Hunsfurt. Gumbereiber. Schonendanke. Kalbsfleisch. Mittelracker von Hartkopf auf Ulm. Hey, it's Judd. Judd here. We are right. here today to talk about shut your fucking mouth, Frank. We are here today to talk about season one, episode fifteen. I shot an arrow into the air with an air date of January fifteenth, nineteen sixty. Order breaks down between three surviving crewmen whose rocket ship crashes on an unknown world with limited water and supplies. What do we think, Frank? Why don't you tell us what you thought? Because you couldn't fucking wait. <laughs> it's all right. What? <laughs> the end. After all that, it was okay. Yeah, I didn't blow my mind. No, me neither. Fun. Oh, nice man, ending. I love this episode. Well, Jesus Christ, Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we got to come together one what time. The, what the fuck? I really like liked it a lot. Really? Yeah, I did. That shit's it was like, wild. It had a nice little twist, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to. But I, I didn't see that coming. I knew something. Something was going to uh, happen. Twilight Zoney. Again, there's a grouping happening. There seems to be yeah. a two-episode yes. grouping with these episodes where there's a, a common theme. The last duo was pieces of garbage that are being <laughs> the leads. This one is, it's Earth. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. It's Earth. They're still, they're not anywhere. The first thing I thought of about this episode, when I got to the end at least, so it's the last thing I thought about in this episode, <laughs> was how it's, <laughs> was, uh, was it's the Planet of the Apes? Because yeah. that's the twist at the end of Planet of the Apes. You maniacs! You blew it up! Oh, damn you! God damn you all to hell! I thought of Never, I thought of Futurama. Wow, that's probably the right way to go too, actually. No, they did it! They blew it up, and then the apes blew up their society too. How could this happen? And then the birds took over and ruined their society. And then cows. And then, I don't know. Is that a slug, maybe? No! What happened in this episode? Why don't you tell us, Frank? Sure. So there, there's a space flight. First, they show some stock footage. So visually, we're not up to par with last week's, right off the bat. And the spaceship has gone off course. 
and out of communication. I still don't understand how we could have lost it with all the monitors we have going. If we had 15,000 monitors going, the situation would be the same. We've lost contact. We go to the, the crew that where they crash landed and four are dead, one's on his way out, and three are bickering. Now get over there and sit down. Colonel Donlin, it's hot, see? It's very hot, and it makes it hard to think. So if you're going to expend all that energy, you use it to figure a way out of here, a way back, a way to let them know where we are. Corey, you heard the colonel. <laughs> there's the captain. You heard the colonel. Captain Donlin, then there's Pearson, and then there's uh, Officer Corey. Corey, 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 Corey. Likes that uh, name in like, space. Yeah. Or in the, in the desert. I don't, yes, he likes the desert. A lot of sweaty men in this. Shut desert. up, Chris. Basically, <laughs> yeah, he likes the desert. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just fucking barreled right over that thought. Yeah, he likes the desert. That's great. Go sit. <laughs> That's Shut great, the fuck up. We're talking. Go keep coloring. <laughs> Corey. Who I don't understand how he has a job because he he goes to pieces immediately. I'm one man out of three who's going to need water, and five gallons isn't going to last very long. If the situation were reversed and it was you lying there, I'll give you odds you wouldn't want to be written off. Five gallons of water or no, Colonel? This man's gonna die. So they've crash landed. <laughs> half the crew is dead. We we meet up with them. The captain's like writing his log. And Dewey's like, we're going to die! <laughs> oh, Dewey Martin is the name of the actor, not the character. Dewey, Officer Corey. 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 And so he's like, will you calm down, man? He's like, no, I want water and all of it. <laughs> uh, so they have fight over water because uh, one of their men is not quite dead, but he's using precious water. Stop eating my sesame cake! They've crashed on an asteroid. They don't know where they are. This asteroid seems to have uh, Earth-like atmosphere, uh, Earth-like conditions, and an Earth-like Earth. -like Earth. <laughs> oh, what is, my, what is Frank hinting at? Then the captain orders his two subordinates, Pearson and Corey. I can't remember Corey's name for some reason. Corey. Corey. Corey, Corey. and Pearson to go case the joint to see if there's anything they could used to survive because this is their home now because there's no way back to earth they're screwed and just Corey comes back drinking a lot of water and spilling it all over his chest and face <laughs> he's just like he's so this precious water this precious resource he's just pouring all over himself he's just really just a just a whore for the water and five gallons isn't going to last very long so he's like where's pearson he's like i don't know fucking... <laughs> i don't i hadn't seen him <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where him or his water went. <laughs> what about Pearson? What about him? And he's like, you sure you don't know where he is? No. And he's just like, I don't know. And uh, he asks him, uh, after a little bit coercing, he realizes, like, hey, uh, he was dead when I found him, and it's a perfectly reasonable explanation that the captain buys. So he's like, well, you're going to help me find Pearson. He's like, ah, okay. I don't know where he is. I don't know where he went. They go looking for Pearson. They find him somewhere where he's laying dying. And he can't speak. He's like, what do you see? He's like, what happened? What happened? And he tries to draw something with his finger. And we can't figure out what it is. See, I thought here he's just like, he's going to say, this son of a bitch, Corey, tried to kill me. Yeah, he and uh, 
that's what I easier to did. just say that than write it in the sand. <laughs> yeah, I had the bat. I had the Dark Knight opening problem with this. Like, why can't you say it? You know what I hate about the Dark Knight? Since we're here, you hate something about Batman. Yes, I hate when he puts the grenade in William Fitch in his mouth and that he doesn't just spit it out. There's like literally no reason for him not to spit he it out. Thrown it into the fucking parking lot the other time he had. He like walks away, is able to like get back on his bus, start the bus, drive away. Watches this line that's attached to it gets pulled, and at no point does he say, "Oh, I should probably spit this live grenade now." Yeah, but it I wasn't that a live grenade. Oh, it was just—it was just Wait, was it determined no, the amount it was of smoke. smoke. Yeah, it was just like yeah. a little bit of colored smoke. I don't like that scene. Yo, your friends are dead. What, what is that? That's what he, oh. that movie. That's what he said. Oh, <laughs> he does. <laughs> William Fitner's best moment is a, a movie I don't like. Go. When he sits next, when he's uh, naked and he sits next to what's his name? Uh, the guy from Party of Five, and he goes, Did you say you're trying new things? <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's really soft. Get on. Oh, no, no, I, I gotta go help with dinner. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was. Exactly. Individually wrapped springs, top quality. Hey. I could do aerobics over here and you wouldn't feel it. But I wouldn't. So, Zach, would you say you're open to new things? It turns out <laughs> he's just trying to sell him something. Very funny scene. Not a good movie. What were, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So he goes, and they find Pearson. He draws something with his fingers. He drops dead. And he's like, you killed him. And he's like, yeah, now I kill you. He kills the captain. And I'm and, the captain uh, now. <laughs> I'm the captain. Look at me. I'm the captain now. And uh, in a very another one of those rare moments where Rod Serling narrates within the body of the episode, narrates his trek to just find something. Mr. Corey, last remaining member of a doomed crew, keep moving. Make tracks, Mr. Corey. Push up and push out, because if you stop, if you stop, maybe sanity will get you by the throat. Maybe realization will pry open your mind and the horror you left down in the sand will seep in. Yeah, Mr. Corey, yeah, you better keep moving. That's the order of the moment. Keep moving. He runs out of water. He sees something, and he understands what Pearson was trying to draw. Power lines. I don't know how he fucking got power lines from that. Yeah, job. I don't know how he got Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Just, I would have never would hate, made that connection. I would hate <laughs> to have Pearson on my side for, like, a game of Pictionary. Like Pictionary, yeah, you'd be fucked. <laughs> He's I'd be like, power lines? You stupid. <laughs> I just watched the Simpsons episode on Millhouse Divided, but he's just like, it's dignity. Don't you know what dignity looks like? <laughs> and she draws is like, oh, yeah, it's definitely dignity. <laughs> it turns out they're right outside Reno, Nevada, and he didn't have to kill anybody. They all panicked. Everybody panicked way too quickly. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm sorry for killing everybody. Like, I kind of. We've never left the earth. <laughs> That's why nobody tracked us. We never left the Earth. We just... We just crashed back into it. Donald, Pearson, what have I done? I'm sorry. Almost lost my cool there. <laughs> <laughs> And the episode ends. See, I, I was expecting think? help to arrive instead of them being still on Earth. Like, right after he kills the last guy. Kind of like uh, the mist. That's what mm. I was mm. expecting. It's a nice but twist. It was fun. Again. Them it's... being on Earth was kind of, I was like, eh. 
I wasn't thrilled about that, but I like the whole episode. Again, watching these episodes as a duo, we seem to keep hitting these duos yeah. where I, I'm forced to compare it to the previous episode because they're so similar in their their twists. Yeah. Or, or just one element of it. And again, this the episode that preceded this one just, I think, was way better across the board. Definitely was. Yeah, I thought it was fine just because the placement of the episode. If this was episode four or episode 24, I'd probably like it more. But it's just like, yeah, we're on Earth and that's what it's building towards. So it's like if I'm watching these two back to back, it just hurts because yeah. of the placement. But, you know, it was fine. It was kind of sci-fi Reservoir Dogs-ish, like small crew of guys turning on each other. That's cool. But just, you know, coming off the other one, which I thought was really good. So this one was just kind of like, eh, all right, sure. Do you guys know the backstory to this, how this one came together? Oh, no. Yeah, it's no. interesting. The, it's the only time Serling was approached in a social setting with an idea for a Twilight Zone episode that excited him. This woman, Madeline Champion, meets Serling at a dinner party. This is what Serling says. Madeline Champion said to me, what would happen if three guys landed on, on what they thought was an asteroid and it turned out to be outside of Las Vegas? I paid 500 for that one on the spot, but it never happened again. This is her only credit. Yeah. Just this one story she told to Serling at a party. Man, that's so cool. He wow. paid her immediately and gave her a screen credit. And that's it. That's her only credit. That's all she has. Yeah, because when I looked it mm -hmm. up, like, you know, I, I looked up on IMDb. I couldn't find anything else for her. And no, I was this like, is that's weird. Just some lady that he met who pitched him an idea for a story and he loved. That's generous of him because yeah. a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people, you didn't have to do that. Like, you know, it's just like, look, I bought this. I bought it from you. So it's like, it's fine. But he said, hey, you told me the story, which he used again in Planet of the Apes. So like he got he got a lot of mileage out of that idea. Yeah, really. 500 bucks. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's like the McDonald brothers. It's like, oh, shit. If I knew how much money you were going to make. <laughs> yeah, I just Ray watched Trump that again. The... I just watched the founder again. Founder's great. Founder's really good. It's dude. really yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, he is such a fucking snake, that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go get McDonald's like right after? I wanted it so bad. Yeah, I was eating. A, I made. I, I made the the Big Mac salad. Oh, it's so good. So I was eating that while I was watching yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, all this talk with my diabetes, I'll probably never have McDonald's. No, the Big Mac salad. It's very healthy. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's just you got to get really lean ground beef, uh, shredded lettuce, onion. And you get low-fat uh, Thousand Island dressing, and you throw it all in a nice bowl. Put a little sesame seeds in it. Oh, ooh. And yeah, it's, it's nice. fucking beautiful. A little garlic, uh, an onion powder in there mixed yep, into the yep, dressing. Yep. Ooh, it's, and, and, and dill pickles. Cut up some dill pickles and throw it in. Oh, and pickles. it tastes exactly dill pickles. It tastes exactly <laughs> like a Big Mac. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Say it like that. What is that, Jerky Boys? Sounds like it. Oh, it might be. Yeah, he's looking uh, the pickle guy. Yeah, I, I pickle man. I pickle man. Oh, boy. That clip is going in this week. <laughs> Nobody call you. You, uh, you just called me now. I call you now? Yes. I pickle Jay. This is Jack's Pickles and Penis Pumps. Just from Penis Pump? Right. I pickle Jay. I pickle. <laughs> <laughs> $2,000 for a box of potatoes. A small box of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> You're good businessman. $2,000? Yeah. For what? For a small box of potatoes. Of potatoes? Yes. I don't need potatoes. I need just tomatoes. I'll give you tomatoes, and then you give me 2000 for the box of potatoes. Good. Okay? Okay. You're a good businessman. Why not? Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I like doing business with you. I make money. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> make a lot of money with you. Hardest ever left. 
is when I was with Rob. Your uh, <laughs> at the Chris deli, and no. Justin's, Chris and Justin's brother, and he threw that jerky boys quote at where he's at. He's, we're in a we're in a, or in a bagel store in, in Staten Island. And it's like late at night, and it's like what kind of wraps do you guys have? And the guy was eating some. He was eating a powdered donut because he had white powder all over his mouth. He goes, I don't know. We got chicken and chicken. <laughs> Rob goes, aha, you're a good businessman. <laughs> From that jerky boys call. <laughs> I had to leave, I had to run out of the store. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so you do that, you throw it on a throw it on a nice bowl. It tastes just like a Big Mac. It's fantastic. And it's not that bad. I'm not a pickle fan. pickles make me Love pickles. Me too. I hate them. But half sours? I'll fuck up a no. half sour. I have a whole j- fuck up a whole jar of half sours. Not if I don't like pickles, but there's something at Walmart. Actually, I don't even I can't even find it at Walmart in Sam's Club. I go all the way out to Long Island at Sam's Club. They have this pickle ranch dip. Ooh, no oh, fried pickle ranch dip. Ooh, it it is so good, Chris. I don't like ranch and I don't like pickles, but you fuck. With I'll this. eat the shit out of this. <laughs> Yeah, Walmart and like Sam's so Club, thing, places, they're good for like weird things like that. I had to run to Walmart to get something. And I'm walking in Walmart, just nice, to do, mind my business. I had to go, what was I? Oh, I needed Robitussin. I had a little bit of a chest congestion. I was like, I got a little cough. I got to clear this up. Make oh, sure. it's going around. You got to be careful out there. It's been yeah, going around. It is going, yeah. I know what it's doing. Be careful. Okay. So I had to get the Robitussin. And in my particular Walmart, when you walk in, the deli counter is off to the right. And this is what an animal I am. So I just glance over, and in the counter underneath, I see foil, like a foil wrap. So anything in a deli that's wrapped in foil automatically gets my attention. They know their fucking clientele. It's like a magnet. So I walk over to it at 9 o'clock in the morning thinking like, oh, this might be like a, like maybe a breakfast burrito of some kind. I haven't eaten yet. It's not. It's hot dogs. I got two. I had two Walmart hot dogs in the parking lot at 9.30 in the morning. Why? I don't know. Because they're nice in the foil. It's like a movie theater a hot dog. They're steamed. Yeah, they're very good. It's yeah. so good. Steaming. I, I, I'm a fan of the Walmart. The buns are like soft and like cause they've just been sitting there steaming and all that hot dog water. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> My wife said that uh, she, I told her what she did. She just looked the the shame in her eyes as she as I told her this story. I was like, you know what I did on the way home? And I'm at a red light eating one of the hot dogs and there's a car pulls up next to me and I just love it's like from uh, Office Space where I locked the door I just lowered the hot dog and just waited for this guy to drive away so he didn't see me an animal sweating at 9 o'clock in the morning eating a hot dog <laughs> it's like the Artie Lang pig store yeah yeah that's what happened this is the Chris Feinstein pig story <laughs> there's no sadder thing especially when you're a chunky boy and and you're eating something that's so delicious and you know someone's looking <laughs> You know they're looking. Yeah, look, you know they're like, looking at you. You know they're looking. Like, oh, you couldn't, course, you couldn't wait until you got home. Oh, right. <laughs> you could, like, after we went to a wedding last night, and they didn't bring my, they didn't give me my salad. So I said, you know why they didn't give it to me? They said, ah, he don't need this. <laughs> the, he doesn't the, really want this anyway. The, 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 the server came up and asked, oh, you didn't get your salad yet? And I was like, oh, no. She said, good. <laughs> It's just like what? Because uh, there was still like another five minutes that went by before he came, and I was like, "They're just not gonna give it to me." They're like, "He's probably had enough." And I saw him a cocktail hour. I'm not gonna insult your intelligence or mine by even offering it to you. So. You don't want this. <laughs> we know who you are. Oh, uh, so sad. Uh, yeah, but I've had uh, some. I had an incident with uh, Walmart hot dogs myself, hmm. where I was. Uh, it was a wall. It was a combo of. Popcorn chicken 
and hot dogs. Where I grab the, a hot dog. Oh, they're right. delicious hot dogs. Yeah, like on the in the, the counter, it's just like a you yeah. know, they have like the hot. Oh, I know. I all grab about this it. thing. I'm with my sister in law. The popcorn chicken, I grab it just in the middle of this cup. It's in a cup. It explodes. <laughs> I don't know what I did. It just explodes. Popcorn chicken goes flying everywhere. My hot dog goes out of its sheath, falls on the floor. Now I have this. Also, I have a taquito in my hand, too. And I'm trying not to desperately drop that while trying to pick up the chicken and holding onto the wrapper. And I just go to my sister and like, please help me. <laughs> I have all these just awful things in my hand and I'm dropping them all. It's embarrassing. I wouldn't want to be oh me. Oh, my God. So that was Twilight Zone. <laughs> what else? Did I watch anything good this weekend? Oh, wow. Kirstie Alley died. No, she what? did not. How? Yeah. Cancer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How old was she? 71. She was 71? Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, what a shame. I always liked her. Do you remember, what was the movie she was in with Tom Selleck that used to be on HBO all the time? You know what I'm talking about? Um, Tom Selleck. It's, uh, it's, it's with robots. It's not love oh. beeps, is it? Heart beeps? It's not heart beeps. It's not heart beeps. Nothing else. Oh, it. my God, wait. It's, it's coming back to me now. Shit. You know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you up... said ro- when you said robots, I was like, yeah, oh, little wait. like they're like little oh, bug robots. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I'm looking at this movie because I feel like I'd run away. Run away. Run That's away. Right. Yeah. 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 It's 1984. Yeah, I used to watch that all the time. It's not good. It's not directed by Michael Crichton, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Huh. Gene Simmons is in it. I haven't seen this movie in years. <laughs> It's not good, but... Oh, right, Gene I, I, Simmons I is the villain. And, of course, the chief is played by the great G.W. Bailey, who was Harris, the better of the Police Academy villains. Actually, no, I'm more of a Mauser person as I get older. Really? Yeah. Come on, get the now, fuck out of wait. here. Wait. Like take Harris that fucking back. Yeah, I'm taking that back. I don't know why I said Mauser. that. Mauser, you're trying to be fucking edgy right now. Nah, trying it's to stupid. fucking drop it's an hour Mauser on us. Yeah, that fu- I fucked up on that one. I'm sorry. I'm cutting it out. Like that yeah, can't. No, be, you leave it in. You leave it in. You shame yourself with that. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was totally hipster of me to say. I yeah, like Mauser. I like Mauser. Fuck out of here with Mauser. <laughs> fucking Harris. I, has anybody like watched the Police Academy movies? I watched the first one. Yeah, not that long ago. I watched the two. I think's the best one. Now that I've watched them all. First assignment. Like one, I think. Yeah, so that's when you in, you introduce Sweet Chuck and Zed, and their amazing chemistry. I have a soft spot for four. Oh, Citizens, Citizens on Patrol? Patrol. That's the that is the best theme song ever. Mo 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 mo. What about Mission to Moscow? Citizens. That's horrible. <laughs> Let's go home and watch Mission to Moscow. Stupid science nerds cannot even make me. I wait. How's he say it? Stupid it science nerds can't. No, can't even make I more smarter. Hey, you're right. Stupid science bitch couldn't even make I more smarter. Right, let's get out of here, man. Please, the cat. Mahoney. Mahoney's my favorite character. <laughs> Christopher Lee's in that. In what? Runaway? No. Oh, yeah, he plays the villain. Oh, right. 
Commandant and uh, what's his name? And Ron Perlman. And Ron Perlman. Yeah, it's really. I I don't think I've ever actually finished it. Dude, I remember renting real. it and getting like ten minutes in. I'm like, this is. I can't do this. I don't even think Matt McCoy even came back for that one. And he was like the sub for uh, Mahoney. He was like the second Mahoney. Oh yeah. He was uh, Lassard's nephew. Nick. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Once Mahoney left, even like I can't. Even when watch did Mahoney Michigan leave? In part four it was the last one. Four was since uh, on patrol. He did well. Yeah. He yeah, was. Then they assignment Miami Beach is when Matt McCoy shows up yeah. as Lassard. Right. And then it's just that's just diminishing returns. I saw that one and Six City Under Siege in theaters. Cherished Childhood. Right, Rangers. City Under Siege. And then Seven, I think, just came out and straight to video. That's Mission Moscow, right? Seven. Yeah, that's no good. No good. Michael Winslow hung in all of them. I cut this out of when I interviewed Michael Levy, mm-hmm. but let he he had Leslie Easterbrook in uh, their film Abnormal Attraction, and I was just like, that's a shame she passed away, right? And he's just like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was just like. And I got her confused with, uh, what's her name? Hooks, who had just passed away. Ah. Jan Hooks? Yeah. No, no, no. Hooks. The character Hooks. Marion Ramsey. Oh. Yeah. Don't move, dirtbag! Yeah, she passed away. Oh, I remember that during the Levy interview. He was Yeah, like, I cut it out. It's not in the interview. I'm just, I'm giving you some, like, inside baseball. I cut that out because I was so, it's my first interview. And I'm like, I'm, like, putting a lot of pressure on myself. And I'm, like, scared. And... I said, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. Now that I do interviews a lot more, I do a lot of research into who I'm talking to and I don't make those mistakes. But this is the one thing I didn't check. So I, I said, oh, I know, she, she's dead. And she wasn't. And I was just so emba- I was so embarrassed. I wanted to like jump out of a window. And I even apologized after that. He's like, no, dude, it's a, no, no big deal. Did you see them at the festival? Yeah, I said hello to them. We were recording this uh, same time as last week's episode. So we had just had a discussion. If you tuned in last week, we talked about the horror film festival. Yeah, I talked with them. They were, they're, they're really cool guys. And I saw my buddy, Marco Sabine, who was on uh, the first episode of my podcast, who produced their short. So that was fun running into those guys. Now a word from our sponsor. Off in the distance, the game's dragging on. There's strikes on the batter, some runners are on. Then suddenly, everyone's looking at me. My mind has been wondering what could it be. They point to the sky, and I look up above. And a baseball falls into my glove. I play right field. It's important you know. You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. That's why I play in right field. Way out where the dandelions grow. As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great. Make it great. <clears throat> oh god, I'm not watching this game again. Yes, I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm telling you, it was a solid seven. Guys! Guys! What? What is it? Why are you out of breath? Guys! Guys! You know what the score to the Nick game is? <laughs> what a bozo. Guys! Guys! We have got ourselves a sponsor! <laughs> <laughs> God. That's right, folks. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and Maverick indie filmmaker Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we, guys? Yes, sir. As the time of this recording, about one week. 
First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience, pre-written by Kansas, alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film, Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're gonna hear a you're gonna hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's Ovier. How do you say over? Am I saying over right? Over? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's over <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre-written <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers and picking up pre-written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out kansas-bowling.com to see what goings-on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. They're not small. They're nice. <clears throat> they're not scrawny. They're nice. <laughs> so what do we give this episode? A four. I'm going to give it a five. Actually, you know, uh... I'll give it a six because I gave four of us a dying a five, and this isn't bad like that. At least it had yeah. something. It had something going on. It just didn't do it. It didn't do anything for me, especially after the the one that preceded this week's, which was so good. Even though you, Stuart yeah, nice Rosenberg, the director, he has a couple big credits. He did Cool Hand Luke. Get the fuck out of here! Really? He did Amityville Horror. He did Pope of Greenwich Village. Holy cow! So he yeah, he's got right. some. He's got some big ones on his resume. Wow! I haven't seen Cool Hand Luke. Hmm. In Years. I saw that in high school for the first time in TV class. That's a good movie. It really is. I loved it. I thought it was great. Da, 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 da. Citizens on Patrol. I have a great idea for a movie that nobody would make. <laughs> Getting back to the police academy. I want to make a movie, and it's a really very heavy drama. We take, and I'm not kidding. Like this, I've actually really thought about this. I'd like to take Zed, Bobcat Goldthwait's uh-huh. character, and Sweet Chuck, and they're both retired, and it's kind of a road film. With these two characters that were partners for years and have like a very like fr- like you know strained relationship through all of it, and just this this uh this kind of old dogs type story about them like coming to terms with their past, and in my story Mahoney is the mayor because that's the only thing that would make sense. I actually really thought about this. I'm also on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wouldn't that be a nice film just to see those two characters because they. See, that's an interesting angle. If you're going to take these old properties, it's like, that's an interesting angle. I don't care what anybody says. Hollywood doesn't have the guts to make my police economy spinoff movie. Huh. You got that right, Frank. <laughs> Did anyone else see The Fablements? Oh, no. no. How was it? Oh. Oh. Stinker? No. It looks beautiful. I love the stuff of him filming, but there's a lot of family drama stuff. And some of it's like kind of cringe, cringy, not good. It's just kind of like, it's just, just corn. It's just corny. There's a couple scenes that are like, I thought were really bad. The funny part is the last scene in the movie is fucking awesome. And I wish the movie had started with the last scene. Huh? 
Hmm. I don't want to spoil it because if you do see it, I wouldn't want to spoil what the what my favorite part was. But I was like, fuck, start the movie here. Perfect way to kick that off. Really? Instead, it's, you know, it's about his, his parents. And I don't really buy Paul Dano and Michelle Williams as the, as it just felt like, eh. but it looks beautiful. But, you know, I just thought it was kind of corny. What does he got next? Does he have anything lined up? The beard? I, don't... I think he does. Yeah, I heard about something. He, he, he goes in fits and spurts. Like he'll do like a bunch of movies at once and then, eh. And he doesn't takes his time off. Like it was this and West Side Story he busted out, which I still haven't seen. An untitled Frank Bullet project? That was the one I heard about. Yeah. Bradley Cooper is going to play Bullet. Wait, that's the, as in the Steve McQueen the Steve, Bullet? Steve yeah. McQueen yeah. Bullet, yeah. Really? That's the one I. Wow. That could be interesting. He also has an untitled George Gershwin project and a rumored Ulysses S. Grant project. Let's get back on topic. Runaway is another one of Tom Selleck's movies. But my favorite movie that he made uh, around this period is Her Alibi. Do you remember that movie? Oh, no. And Folks with him and Don Amici when he's trying to whack his parents. Yes. That's a mean movie. Part of like that. It's like the later, a very later film on the old exploitation. That's like the term people use that that cocoon spawned. With, oh, it was just a uh, yeah, Hugh Cronin, yeah. Don Amici, and Jessica yep. Tandy were in every yep. fucking movie in the 80s. So a bunch of old bags running around. <laughs> and what's his name? The diabetes guy. Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred yeah. Brimley. Yeah, they were fucking Batteries Not Included. I gotta watch that again. It's batteries Not Included? It's so good. It's not, though. It's you're, really a bad movie. You're not my Harry! <laughs> oh, like every movie in the 80s was just nothing but... It was you Cocoon. Could, yeah, Cocoon spawned that. I want to watch Cocoon again. I haven't seen it in a I, long I, time. I haven't watched it literally since it hit HBO. Cocoon My wife's never too, seen I watched it. more. She's never seen it. And she's been asking. She's like, can we watch Cocoon? As her parents moved into a retirement community, I said, this reminds me of the place in Cocoon that they all live. <laughs> oh, no, something's happening. <laughs> I remember my mom called it Pachoon one time. <laughs> Pachoon! <laughs> What's that movie with uh, the old people, Pachoon? <laughs> Does anyone know what what like <laughs> that is? Is that a real word? It's not, right? No, I don't think it's out. Like it's made it out of our family circle. Pachoon is a colloquial term for a woman's private area. <laughs> What's that movie with all the old people, Pachoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from, but that's like something my mom always said. Always. <laughs> always. I'm sorry. Uh. That was really fucking funny. But um Alright. So they end up in Reno. <laughs> they end up in Reno. And they could you know what? They probably would have been better off stranded on an asteroid. I don't know. They, the guys fall to pieces. Very. That guy falls to pieces immediately. I don't think they'd even crashed before that guy had just cracked up. He's just like, we're going to die. I want all your water. And five gallons isn't going to last very long. Did you like the uh, actual footage to kick off the episode? Did you guys like that? Oh, the stock footage? Yeah. That felt Not weird? Really. Or did you, were you into it? It felt very weird. Yeah. Especially, again, how off. beautiful like beautifully shot everything was in the previous episode. I understand like a lot of science fiction films, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, every, anything to do with outer space, they use that footage, yeah. but it was just off putting. By the way, I don't think we mentioned it. We're firmly in 1960. We're out of the fifties in the yeah. last three episodes. We haven't brought that up yet. Yeah. 
So we're in 1960. Things are only going to get better from here for this country. <laughs> yeah, that will be interesting. So this first series goes to 64. That's a pretty radical time. So it'll be interesting to see what, what's going on with these episodes. It's great about like, TV shows like this. Like, this is what people were thinking about. That's why I love old media, because you really get a good sense of this is what people were thinking about, like right now. And, and what so, happens like, after JFK? Like, what is Serling writing about America's mm, time? I'd love, very curious, because you really can't get a good read on it. Like, what was that like when you're just sitting there? It's like, oh, yeah, the president's dead. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at home. Like, that's got to be a shock. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. So I rewatched JFK the other day, or recently. And I was obsessed with this movie when it came out. And I still think it's visually amazing. I used to watch it going, wow, this is crazy. And now I watch it and I go, yeah, Jim Carrison was, was a crazy person. <laughs> like, I, I, I listen, and you really hear his, like, whole theory laid out. It's really bonkers and stupid. It seems like you were just persecuting gay people. And if you actually read about Jim Garrison, like, that was, like, his big, like, thing. And when he first, like, started looking into the JFK conspiracy, he called it a, a homosexual thrill killing. Like, that was his theory. Ow! So listen. I'm getting off topic. Getting? The Blue Oyster Club. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Garrison must have hated that place. <laughs> and now, Mr. Serling. Next week, you'll drive with Miss Inger Stevens, who starts out on what begins as a vacation and ends as a desperate flight. She begins her trip next week on the Twilight Zone. And you'll be with her when she meets the hitchhiker. We hope you'll be alongside. Good night. <laughs>